hello again, dear ones. Rev Robert with you here on a Friday night. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. So grateful that you're with us. This is our weekly opportunity to get together and share some of the good news stories that I believe, well, they remind me, and I trust they're going to remind you of the good that's happening on our planet and how we really are creating a world that works better for all and that's all life thank you for being with us feel free to chat along share like subscribe let your friends know what you're doing drop a comment anything you like here in as we progress here this evening we'd love to hear from you and what you're thinking about the stories that we're sharing all right first up tonight big news coming out of the vatican Associated Press reporter Nicole Winfield had an exclusive interview recently with the Pope, and he said he called for all countries to decriminalize homosexuality. There's 67 countries in total currently that have some sort of law criminalizing homosexuality. Uh, he called on all of them to uh, stop that, said it's not a crime. He does still believe it's a sin, however, but he does not believe that it should be a crime. Now, this is not the first signaling that the Pope uh, has uh, friendly or, uh, it's, uh, friendly considerations of the LGBTQ uh, community. Some say he doesn't go far enough, but he is the Pope after all. Uh, let's remember, back in 2013, he told a reporter, if a person is gay and seeks God and has goodwill, who am I to judge? In 2018, he urged the parents of gay children to maintain their relationships and love those children and to not, quote, throw them out of the family. In 2020, he sent a handwritten note of praise to a Carmelite nun in Argentina who opened a permanent safe house for transgender women, noting, quote, God who didn't attend seminary and didn't study theology will reward you generously. I pray for you and your daughters. And in 2021, he made clear his support for same-sex civil unions as a logical compromise against same-sex marriages. Now, folks, in a world that works for all, and that means all religions, I believe we have to applaud the Pope for this stance and for the statements that he's making. Good news happening on the planet. Good evening, Christopher, all the way from Detroit, Michigan. So grateful that you're with us. Thank you for being here, sir. All right. Next up, in May of 2021, a new chief minister of the Indian state of Assam uh, set a goal to end poaching in his state. It's now 20 months later, and they report that in 2022, no rhinos were lost to poaching in their state. I wasn't able to exactly get a, a grasp on how big the state is. And we know that India is a very large continent. Uh, Chief Minister Sarma put together a special anti-poaching task force. Uh, and they, what they did is they created databases of past incidences of rhino poaching. Uh, details of the when, how, and where those poachers took poaching took place. Uh, they convicted poachers, had their cell phones monitored, and local fishermen and villagers were enlisted to be informants and let them know what what was happening. 
Singh said, quote, if we continue with this pressure, Rhino poaching will stop completely. And that is the goal. Good news happening here in India that we were stopping the right the, the poaching the, the rhino trade. In a world that works for all life includes the rhinos. Now you may say what about the poachers? They're adaptable, they'll find other work, I'm sure. Uh, and as we'll see a little bit later in tonight's newscast, there are all kinds of ideas that come forward to help put people, new people to work. Hey, you know, folks, we get most of our stories over at the goodnewsnetwork.org. Uh, they're one of our great sources, and we're expanding our sources all the time. So if you know of a good news outlet, <clears throat> we'd love to hear more about it. We, we're collecting new and new websites every week that share more of the good news stories, positive.news, sunnyskies.com, other news sources. If you know of any, please let us know. Send us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org. We would love to hear from you and uh, share your good news outlets with us. And perhaps you have a story that you'd like us to cover and, and a story that we might have missed. We're going to share a story we missed a little, couple weeks back here in just a moment. But first, let's talk about a really cool story that's happening in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, more than two dozen people teamed up to rescue a dolphin that had swum uh, upstream and was stuck in a creek. This all started to develop on January 1st. Now, a team from a local aquarium monitored that the dolphin... Uh, had strayed into this creek and the stream and was monitoring them uh, the dolphin for up to 18 days, actually. They, they didn't do anything for 18 days. But after 18 days, uh, they recognized that the dolphin wasn't going to leave on its own, and this posed a potential long-term problem for the animal. Uh, and so a team was put together. Now, the goal, they said, was to not put hands on the dolphin. That's a cool thing. To go into this with that intention that we're not going to go hands-on here. We're going to find a way to make this happen. And that's what they did. Uh, using mostly, it, 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 uh, from what I was reading in the original articles, what I could find is uh, sound uh, barriers and sound techniques. Whether it was uh, from the local splashing water. And you can, in the photo there, we saw there were people lined up. Uh, they were able to convince the dolphin to go underneath that cement bridge, uh, and he was uh, he or she was able to to find their freedom once again. And let's say a quick thank you to our producer Diego. Thank you, brother, for sharing in the pushing of the buttons and the great duty of making sure we look as good as we can doing this. If you like what you're seeing, folks. Give a shout out to our producer, Diego. Hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Let your friends know what we're doing, uh, especially if you're watching on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Excuse me, YouTube. We could really use the YouTube views. Uh, so if uh, you've got a little time this evening, check out some of our archives over on YouTube.com forward slash New Thought Media Network. All right. Next up, here's one of those stories that did slip through the cracks for us. Uh, you may have seen it. <clears throat> I saw it, but we didn't cover it. And uh, this is Merry Christmas, Jay. Now, Jay is known by that name. That's not his real last name, by the way. Uh, Jay Wifey 
uh, Withy, uh, W-I-T-H-E-Y, Jay Withy is a mechanic in Chautauqua, New York. Uh, during the blizzards last month, he broke into a school to help people, uh, to help people and to save people. He left an apology note to the school and just signed it, Merry Christmas, Jay. Uh, overall, authorities do say he saved the lives of 24 people by doing this. Uh, he said it wasn't a heroic effort. It was what just needed to be done. However, for his heroic efforts, the Buffalo Bills uh, thanked him with two tickets to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it would appear the Buffalo Bills are not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> However, uh, I do trust that Jay is going to take the Buffalo spirit to the Super Bowl with him. Uh, as he does, as that game is yet to be determined. Uh, but congratulations, Jay. And we want to give a big kudos, a big shout out to Jay for being just that kind of person, doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Big shout out to our friend Wayne in Calgary. Good to see you, brother. Glad you're with us. We're going to take a quick break here on the New Thought Media Network. Let our sponsors say hello, let you learn a little bit more about what we're doing. However, we're going to be right back with more good news stories here on The Good News. Stay tuned. Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience or perhaps a desire to learn? Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org. Good news here on a Friday evening. You're watching the Good New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being with us. Hey, here's an interesting story. Now, this is one of those places I never wanted to visit in my life. However, I might have to in the future. It's uh, the greening up or the cleaning up of Rikers Island. Now, if you don't know the name, Rikers Island is a notorious prison uh, on an island between the Bronx and Queens in New York City. 
Uh, it's slated to be closed in 2027. However, there is some skepticism <laughs> whether that schedule will be met or not. Uh, alternative prisons are already in the works and already being built. Uh, overall, right now, Rikers uh, holds about 5,700 uh, prisoners at the moment. However, the idea is coming together, and this is going to be a long-range story, folks. This is not an overnight fix. However, the plan is coming together to build new infrastructure and turn Rikers Island into a renewable energy recycling and other alternative energy hub that will benefit those communities most affected by its original existence. And that would include uh, work-study programs and other rehabilitation programs for prisoners, maybe that uh, were at Rikers or uh, would benefit from not ever having to have to go to Rikers Island. Uh, again, somewhere I don't know that I ever wanted to go. Uh, I was pretty sure I never wanted to go there. And uh, in the future, if uh, we'll follow this story, we might have to plan a trip and go visit. But we'll follow the story. We'll let you know how it progresses here on the Good News Friday nights on the New Thought Media Network. All right. Now, in a, kind of a follow-up story, because we spoke about this idea uh, a year or so ago. Uh, in 2020, a two-story home was 3D printed in Europe. Well, uh, printers are now claiming that the first, the first ever two-story 3D printed home in the United States has reached new heights. This is, uh, it took a 12-ton 3D printer uh, using a hybrid technique of both lumber and concrete, what's being called the House of Cores, C-O-R-E-S. Uh, is uh, I took about 3,000 or 3,300, <coughs> excuse me, 330 hours to print, and it's a 4,000 square foot home built and printed in Houston, Texas. This is all part of this new idea and this new movement. We've been watching this, and we invite you to stay tuned with us as we continue to explore uh, over various uh, iterations how the housing market is being changed by the 3D printing technology. A 12-ton 3D printer using concrete uh, is not actually new anymore. We've been seeing this for a handful of years. Uh, it's only a couple of years now that it's been since, as we said, this happened, uh, was done in Europe. We reported on that story here on a past episode. Now it's happening in America. It's going to keep happening, folks. Get ready. Here we are. Good news happening all over the place. And in another innovative story, an aviation startup just set a new first. This is the largest hydrogen-powered aircraft flight in history. The Dornier 228 is a 19C aircraft. It's designed by a company called Zero Avia. Uh, it's developing hydrogen-powered engines for regional flights. And uh, they've had a really good year. Now, the flight was only 10 minutes. However, uh, they have over 1,500 pre-orders for their electric, their hydrogen-powered, uh, uh, hydrogen-electric powertrains. 
Uh, they have 1,500 pre-orders to fulfill between now and 2025. Uh, and the prototypes have received approval from both the U.S. and the United Kingdom's civil aviation authorities. There are some big companies getting involved here, folks, including United Airlines. Looking at this as a possibility, as one of the ways of not only bringing down our carbon footprint, but filling a gap in the mid-range regional transportation with what they say is going to be an effective uh, range of 500 miles fills a unique gap that is being left behind in most uh, air uh, in most countries at this point. Those uh, they're just not economical. And they've got to go for longer flights to make them economical. Uh, these short haul uh, jumps will make things a lot easier. Uh, you could think of flights like Pittsburgh to Chicago, Amarillo to Austin, Fort Myers to Savannah, uh, all now uh, economically feasible. Cool stuff in the aviation world. And again, there are, we see constant uh, innovations by thinking in new and innovative ways. Our next story comes to us by French designers have developed a new ceramic tile made from fish scales. And it's 100% recyclable. We found this story over at goodnewsnetwork.org. Remember to give them some love and attention uh, that they deserve. Uh, the material is called scalite, uh, S-C-A-L-I-T-E, scalite. Uh, and what they do is they 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 um, separate and then recombine the natural occurring minerals and collagens in fish scales. Now they're able to create durable and naturally fire resistant tile. Unfortunately, and uh, kind of ironically, these tiles are not waterproof, uh, even though they're made out of fish scales. Now they're working on that part, and uh, uh, Eric De Lawrence and his cousin Edward uh, are working on this. The company is called Scale. We'll keep an eye out on this. I think we're going to see more from these folks. Uh, you know, rather than turning fish scales into fertilizer, uh, sometimes they get turned into fish oil supplements. Uh, and oftentimes they just end up in the landfills. Uh, this is a new and innovative idea on how we can use uh, fish scales. Cool stuff. That's what we're about here on the New Thought Media Network. That's what we're about here on the Good News, reminding you that there are new and innovative ways that we can imagine and re-envision how we work better together with nature, a world that works for all life. I'm Rev. Robert, and I'm going to take a quick break get a sip of water let you hear a little bit more from our sponsors we'll be back in just a minute don't go away we got more coming your way here on a friday night it's more good news coming up soon stay tuned
watch me change when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change when you change the way you look at things the things you look at Friday night on the New Thought Media Network. Thank you for being with us. Brother Wayne, do right by your friends. Exactly. There's a good mantra for the weekend. Do right by your friends. And we would say, get out and get some play in. A new study has been released that indicates more outdoor playtime equals less a lesser risk of respiratory infections for young children. This comes out of a study scientists in Poland over the 2018-2019 school years uh, studied 104 Polish children ages 4 to 7. Uh, the authors found that an average daily number of steps taken by the children throughout the study period increased by a thousand and the number of days that they experienced symptoms of the upper respiratory tract infections decreased by an average of 4.1 days. Lots of good studies that say, get out and have a good time. And now I was able to track down more than a few articles that lead to, uh, well, let's say questionable scientific studies, but we're gonna go with them uh, because it does prove our point. Uh, that say the same thing holds true for adults. Of course it does. We know this, folks. Get out and have some playtime this weekend. Enjoy the outdoors. Get some air in your lungs. We do breathe the same air, you know. Uh, and I love these types of stories. They remind us uh, that we can get out and have a good time. And be part of what the world is doing. Our next story is a really fun one as well. This one comes to us from Maryland. This is Molly Sampson, and Molly, uh, on Christmas Day, this is another one slipped by us, uh, on Christmas Day, uh, received a, some insulated waders and a sifting basket, because Molly has wanted to be a paleontologist for some time, and she has said that she wants to be a paleontologist when she grows up. And uh, she took her new waders and her sifting basket and said she wanted to go out onto the beaches and find a megalodon tooth. Well, that's exactly what happened, folks. This is how it works. You state your intention. You be clear about what you want. And the universe provides the how. Now, Molly and her sister Natalie often go out, uh, even though it was a cold, blistery day. Uh, on Christmas morning, 
they went looking and Molly found a five inch Megalodon tooth. Now they say that for each inch, you're talking 10 years. So we're talking a 50 foot prehistoric shark tooth. My gosh, this really is a once in a lifetime find. What a great story. Let's be sure we share this with our friends to remind them as well that we're all having a good time making this happen together. Hey, before we got a couple, before we go tonight, we got a couple more stories. Uh, this next one just absolutely warms my heart. Uh, let us introduce you to Alabama farmer Hody Childress. He's from Geraldine, Alabama, and the woman in the photo with him is his daughter Tanya Nix. Now, recently, Tanya learned that Hody has been donating $100 a month, every month, to the local pharmacy. And he started this a long time, back in 1973, uh, and uh, started giving $100 a month, and just told who was ever behind the counter, don't tell anybody it's me, and keep it quiet. He actually sent Tanya in to do the, the job a couple of times and hand over the hundred the hundred dollar bills, but she didn't know what was going on. Well, uh Odie made his transition recently and it was at his funeral uh that Tanya told the story that I'm sharing with you now. Many of the town folk had no idea what was going on, uh, and many of them realized they had benefited from his generosity. Uh, when the local druggist had given them a freebie or said that it had been taken care of uh, when they were expecting to have to pay for, the, for their medications. So many great people in the world. Odie was a true humble servant who will always be loved. That was by pharmacist Heather Walker at his memorial as well. Odie, we know you can feel the vibration. Congratulations, sir, for a life well lived and good work you've done in the world. The town is continuing his work, and the town is continuing to raise funds to uh, donate to those in need. Good goes around and around. Exactly, Sir Wayne. Exactly. All right. Our final story tonight before we go, let me also introduce you to another wonderful volunteer in the world. This is Peter Davies. Peter's is a, Peter is a World War II veteran, and just this month he was given the British Empire Medal in the 2023 year, New Year's Honors. Uh, Peter's 100 years old, and he lost his wife of 72 years not long ago. Uh, started volunteering his time reading books to children. It's his passion. Uh, and he says that it absolutely, I'm sure uh, you get more out of it than the children do. Excuse me. He said, I'm sure I get more out of it than the children do. It's a lovely, warm feeling that I belong. I'm not this old man who lives on his own. I'm part of the community, which is great. Congratulations, Peter Davies. That is one of the secrets of the universe of the world, recognizing that we belong and developing and fostering that feeling we belong. Folks, there's another great calling for the weekend. Go out and let somebody know they belong. Thanks for being with us here on the Good News. For a Friday night, I'm getting out of here, but you want to come right back at 6 o'clock, top of the hour. The Reverend Pastor Michael Mangus is with us for the Fireside Chat. Be sure to check that out. Then later tonight, 8.15, it is our evening prayers. We'll also be back tomorrow morning 
with the Science of Mind Saturday morning conversation series starts at 9 a.m. Be sure to be with us then. Until next time, I'm Rev. Robert. I'm out of here for now. I love you. I wish you all the best. Until we meet again, peace and richest blessings. Bye now. Thank you.